When we're a newer coach just starting out, there are some really key things that corrode our confidence faster than anything else. Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. Today, I'm gonna take some questions that I got from all of you and address them directly because it's really important we know how to work through this stuff if we ever wanna truly come out on the other side of our self-doubt and our imposter syndrome and embody this really confident coach that we are striving to, okay? So the first question was, I'm trying to create a process to follow with my one-to-one clients. Awesome, so, so that I know what I need to be working with them on each and every week where do I start? Okay, this is really common. First, before I tell you how to create a process, I want you to understand that when we're working one-to-one with our clients, we need to adopt some level of flexibility, okay? If we aren't able to be flexible in our process, in our approach with our one-to-one clients, we are just simply creating a customized slash cookie cutter program, right? One-to-one coaching means that we are adapting ourselves, our approach, our strategies, the homeworks we're giving them, the things we're teaching them each and every week based on what's going on in their life, based on what they need from us, okay? So it's very hard to go week one, I'm teaching this, week two, I'm teaching this, week three, we're gonna do this. By week four, we will have accomplished this because Everyone's journey is different. Everyone's going to progress at different rates. Everyone's going to need different things at different stages. Okay. So that being said, we can't necessarily have a step one, two, three process where it's, it's specific around exactly what you're going to be doing with them. However, We can create a milestone-based process where we have key stages in the client journey that they advance through so that we kind of have a better idea of what we're working with them on at each stage. Now, clients can hop stages, they can start at stage three and then move to stage one depending on what they truly need from you, what they're really struggling with. But for you as the coach to know by the end of their time working with me, they have progressed through every stage. And that's how I know as the coach that they will be changed forever. So ultimately, first we need to figure out where are they starting? And this is gonna be specific to each and every one of you, right? Um, It depends on who your ideal client is. What are the typical pain points that they're struggling with? You've heard this a million times. You've probably done 10,000 avatar worksheets by now. What are their pain points? That's your starting point. And then what is the intangible outcome you're chasing? We all sort of fixate on the tangible outcome, the pounds lost, right? The physical changes we're seeking, um, the, the tangible habits we can see happening in our lives. But what about the intangible things? Let's focus our process on the intangible. Okay, so what pain are they in? And then what's like heaven over here for them? How do they wanna feel in their life? How are they going to habitually, or how are they going to emotionally react to previously triggering scenarios? 
How are they going to feel in situations that used to feel really uncomfortable for them or used to cause them a lot of stress and anxiety? How are they going to handle different scenarios where maybe they didn't eat something, they ate something they thought they shouldn't have or they fell off track for, for a weekend. How are they going to feel about that, right? Those are the intangibles. So you have the pain and you have sort of the idea of what heaven is going to look like over here. And then your milestones will be very specific points along the journey to get them from here to here. Okay, so for example, your first milestone could be, do they understand nutritional foundations? Right? Do they understand and are they executing effectively um, how to put meals together that work for them? How to navigate eating out? How to do these things? Right, That can be step one before we start to dig into the deeper stuff. And then step two, maybe it's like, are they aware of what's triggering them? Are they aware that of what's causing them to fall off plan and binge? Are they aware of their emotional state? Are they willing to start feeling their emotions and exploring that with me, right? And then step, two, step stage three could be, okay, now we're taking action around dissolving some of those patterns. We're actually using some strategies to move out of the awareness stage and into the, the stage where we're starting to shift how they feel about different situations they're in. We're changing their perspective. We're changing what they're doing in response to feeling triggered, right? So now it's not a very specific, this is exactly what we're doing every week, but we have a flow to our coaching that we can follow and feel really confident operating within. So give this a try. And if you have questions as you're fleshing this all out, I'm sure you will. This is a, an in-depth process. I go through this in depth inside of trigger mapping. This is kind of the 30,000 foot view version, but um, let me know if you have questions. Okay. I'm happy to help you. I'm happy, happy to push you in the right direction here. Um, the second question, this is so common, so, so common. I have taken so many certifications and I'm always reading books and I'm always taking workshops to get the confidence to help my clients better, but I still don't feel ready to launch in air quotes, launch, right? Launch their program, launch their services, put themselves out there for the first time. What am I missing? She says, okay, ultimately, this is so our tendency, and if I had to guess, you probably struggle with some sort of perfectionism, right? You're, you want all the pieces to be in place before you go, okay, world, this is me. This is what I do. This is what I'm great at, right? You want to feel great before you say you're great, which is natural. It's totally normal. But the thing is, is if you wait for all the pieces to fall into place, you're never going to launch. My pieces still aren't all in place. Like I still have pieces moving all over the place all the time. That's just entrepreneurship. That's just how your business is going to evolve. You're never going to be ready. Just like you're never going to be ready to have a baby. And like, who am I to say? <laughs> because I don't have kids, but you're never going to be ready to have a baby. You're never going to be ready to launch. Your business is your baby, essentially, right? So eventually we just need to trust that we're going to put ourselves out there and we're not going to be rejected. And ultimately that is where this fear is coming from. Your lack of confidence to launch doesn't come from a lack of knowledge. Okay. It comes from a fear of rejection. It comes from a fear of failure. So try to understand where your fear is really rooted. Is it in rejection? Is it in failure? What was your, what's your experience been with those sorts of heavy emotions before? How have you dealt with them? right? If there's a chance that you're going to be rejected, and I've seen this in a lot of my students, if there's a chance you're going to get a no, if there's a chance people aren't going to like what you have to say, you don't even put yourself out there because then you don't have to face rejection. You're going to 
sit in the minutia first and make it perfect and, and guarantee that people are going to love it and then you're going to put it out there. Except there is no guarantee. That guarantee doesn't exist. That guarantee is an illusion that's there to keep you stuck. So if you haven't launched yet, first off, if you're just putting yourself out there, that's not a launch, okay? That's not considered a launch. Just put yourself out there. Start saying, this is what I do. This is what I'm great at. This is how I see things. People are attracted to you because of the way you see the world, the way that you interact with them, the way that you make them feel. You don't have to have your whole program figured out before you start talking about what it is you love. That's how you launch. And you have to just think about your launch as being just one teeny tiny step in this process. It feels huge right now because you're at the very start, right? But it is just one teeny tiny step in this bigger process that you're about to embark on. And eventually you're not even going to remember this moment. You're going to have done so many launches of so many different things that this first one is just going to feel so teeny tiny. You're just going to laugh about how big you were making it in your mind. So put yourself out there, identify where the fear is, identify how you typically habitually respond to fears like that, catch yourself in that pattern and then push yourself into the uncomfortable place. Okay. Okay, the last question about confidence is, I always seem to attract really difficult clients. Yeah, and I, I know I can help them, she says, but they just won't open up to me about what's really going on. What should I do? Okay, have you ever been coaching a client before and asked your, and set thought to yourself, I really need to be taking my own advice, right? <laughs> Yeah, we all think this sometimes. And if you haven't, you should start because you probably do need to take your own advice. As coaches, we are so good at dishing advice and so poor at taking our own or other people's advice, right? We like to feel like we know what we're doing. And the most uncomfortable thing for a coach to realize is if we're attracting consistently really difficult clients who are constantly resisting us, digging their heels and not doing what we say, usually those clients are there to act as a mirror for you. Okay, you probably haven't heard this before. So when you're attracting really difficult clients, oftentimes that means that you are also a difficult client to yourself so to speak. Are you taking your own advice? If you're telling a client to do X, Y, and Z, are you doing X, Y, and Z? If you're telling a client to work on their mindset, are you working on your mindset? Okay, really difficult clients are usually feeding off of energy. And if you're coming at them with this energy of uncertainty because you know on some level that you're not actually doing what you're telling them to do, they're gonna resist. Right? And there's a lot of other reasons why a client will be difficult, but if you're seeing a pattern in your clients, is what I'm talking about, how you're seeing a pattern that difficult clients are attracted to you or you feel that way, chances are the work you need to do is on you, not on them. Okay, If you have a one-off difficult client and you're not really sure how to navigate, that's a completely different conversation, but a pattern of difficult clients is a reflection of internal work that you need to be doing. Okay. Um, so thinking about areas where you judge yourself, where you close off to others, where you resist change and starting to tiptoe into the idea that maybe you need to do some work there. Okay. Maybe you need to do some work there, but in the meantime, cause that work is not short. I'm still doing that work myself. Okay. It's going to be like a lifetime of work for you, but 
the faster you get into motion with that, the faster you'll be able to get out of this cycle and maybe see your clients for what they really are instead of labeling them as difficult. Maybe they're not difficult at all. It's just your perception because of how you're seeing yourself and judging yourself, right? That might be enough just to go, oh my gosh, I'm actually working with my dream clients. I'm working with, with 20 me's. And that's amazing because now you know how to help them. You can be a, a true leader for them. But if they are really digging their heels in, try pre-framing conversations, okay? If they're not open to you, if they're not opening up to you, it's usually because they're feeling uncomfortable in the moment and they probably need a pre-frame so they can be prepared to have that hard conversation. So just like a day before, hey Becky, by the way, when we talk on Wednesday, this is what I wanna chat about, okay? How do you feel about that? And then maybe before we talk, well, you can think about this and this and then we can dig in further together. Now they're prepared, they're, they're ready for what you're gonna ask them. Okay, they're not caught off guard and they're more open to you that way. This works really, really well. So in the meantime, try that. But if you start to reflect back on yourself and you ask yourself those questions and you're like, oh my God, I have so much work to do, reach out, let me know. I have lots of free resources I can send you to help you on that journey and I'm happy to do so. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapobrin.com. See you next time.